Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets, and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to the Rostradamus Show. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. And as always, y'all know how it's going down. We got a special, special guest in the building. This is a guy I really, really, really respect. I work with him at the Action Network. We got my main man, Joe Delera. How you doing today? Good, man. It's a pleasure to be on here. I'm really excited to join you. And this is a great show. So it's awesome to be a part of it for once. No doubt. So... One of the reasons I brought you on, because you are absolutely destroying NBA props this season. Like, every time I look in the action app, every time I see an article, every time I see a podcast, you're destroying it on props. Now, I'm, everybody knows I'm not the biggest prop better. I'm mostly NBA sides, NBA totals. I pick my spots here and there. I'll play a prop in the Super Bowl. But can you talk about your process for, you know, handicapping props, handi- handicapping sides? Because at the same time, we want to give these guys picks. We want to educate them as well. Yeah. So like I like I always grew up playing fantasy basketball, fantasy football, that type of thing. And I think that they, that kind of ties in naturally to player props just because like you're so player centric. Right. So one of the things that I've always looked at is like, you know, you can look at game script. And I think that matchups matter like overall. And it's like when you're projecting a game, it's like, well, like I think this team struggles with the paint, this team struggles with the bend three. And then there's naturally derivatives of that, right? So to me, that's player prop betting. Um, so I think to a certain degree, a lot of it's, some of it's intuitive, right? Um, where if you watch a lot of games, you just know like this team struggles doing this, this team really excels with this. And this is kind of the angle that we can attack. So for example, like when we're looking at, so then I try to dive into some of the data to see whether or not it makes sense. So I'll use some modeling tools um, to see like if there's any projections that may, might pop out on their own. Um, but it, uh, in addition to that, 
you know, I'm looking at, uh, I use a couple different tools, like one of which is props.cash. I use that. And it's like, if you see it on Twitter, it's a lot of those, uh, like the hit rate charts where it's like this hits in such, such, such game. Um, this, these are the current odds. These are some of our, um, you know, how this team is, how this guy has performed in this particular matchup before. So I think that hit rate matters, but I also think that there, you can learn some things from it too. Like if you see a guy who's hit a prop in 15 to 15 games, and then you're like, well, this line, like this line came down. Like, why did they come down? You know. So then there's something to pull from that as well. So I try to look at that. Um, I try to look at you know Basketball Reference. Obviously, uh, I look at dunks and threes to see like what teams, uh, like how teams are performing lately. And then obviously cleaning the glass because then you can kind of see not only where individual players are taking their shots, but you can also see how opponents are doing defending it. Should there be any regression, that type of thing. And you know, then I kind of come up with some of the angles that I like, and then I cross-reference them after with what the lines are um, because I think it's better to go in with an idea of what I want and then say, like, all right, this line fits here rather than look at the line and try to find a way to make it okay. Like, I want to come in with Mm -hmm. my own thoughts of, like, all right, like, I think this should be, like, nine and a half and then go from there. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense because, I like, a lot of times it's easy to look at the line first and then you just it kind of throws you off where it's just like a lot of times I like to come in with my, my line already. I want to yeah. know what is the discrepancy between what the market thinks and what I think. And, you know, a lot of betters, they'll just say the bigger the discrepancy, the bigger they bet. So yeah. let's get into tonight's NBA slate. We got a, a small slate tonight, five NBA games. Is there any sides? Is there any totals, any props that you like? So, I mean, the Knicks have been awesome, right? Like, I'm a Knicks fan, so I have a little bit of bias here, but it's also the team that I watch the most. And the Knicks, like any other coach, like Tibbs coach team, they just destroy those bad teams. And uh, they're 12-point favorites now. It moved from, like, the 11.5, but um, they are 10-2 and against the spread against bottom 10 teams in point differential, uh, including, um, and they're actually 11-1 and straight up. And the average point differential has been about 16 points. So they're at home against the Blazers. This team looks great with OG Ananobi. And I like the Knicks to cover in that spot. But I also like a prop from there. And I like Julius Randle to go over 28 and a half points. Part of why I like it is the matchup's been great, right? But without having RJ Barrett, without having Emmanuel quickly, they're both like two relatively high usage players. And Randall's been really able to kind of step up, take on a bigger role. The only game he went under 30 since they've acquired OG Ananobi was against Joel Embiid. So that's, that's a tough interior matchup, right? Portland allowing the second highest frequency of, of rim shots, and they're allowing the uh, their opponents to shoot over 70% from the rim, which is the worst mark in the league. So uh, this is a spot I think Randall's really going to be able to attack the paint can get over that 28 and a half line. You can grab 30 plus two at like plus 105. So I don't mind either. I think it's just a great matchup for Randall. Um, and then the other thing is too, like I'm never as worried with blowouts with the Knicks. Like maybe guys come out with four minutes to go, but it's not the same as like other teams where they just don't play the entire fourth quarter. And especially with the fact that they don't have as many ball handlers right now without quickly, without that secondary like point guard, I think you kind of need that shot creation from Randall and Brunson on the court a little bit longer. So I like both of these. And my model actually makes this game 14 and a half. Now, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not really too big on laying double digits in the no. NBA or the NFL. What would you say is your, your limit for this bet? Because obviously about 20 minutes ago, this line was 11 and a half. It's moved to 12 right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. 
where's the limit to where it's just like, you know what, I got to stay off of this game. Yeah, I mean, I think you could go to maybe 13, but honestly, like if it starts getting that high, you could maybe take like a first half spread or something like that because the Knicks, like, you know, their rotations are going to be tight. Um, you know that they stick to what they traditionally like to do. And they've started to stagger the Brunson and Randall minutes. So I'm not as concerned about like bench minutes where you don't have like a guy. So I do think that they should still be able to take care of business against the Blazers, uh, either in the first half or the full game. So that's, that's the way that I would look at it. Okay. So. I have a game that I like, and I want to get your opinion on it. I like the Raptors team total over 115 and a half. I also like the over 235 in Lakers versus Raptors. You look at the Raptors, they hit the number in eight straight games since, I mean, like the offense is on fire right now. You, you look at even before the Emmanuel quickly trade, they were this eight game stretch. They're 123 points per under possessions. That's like third in the league. And, they're 20 and 16 to the over, but they've gone over in seven out of their last eight games. And, you know, since trading for Emmanuel Curley, quickly, they're scoring 123 points per under possession, six amongst NBA teams. And they're equally as bad defensively. <laughs> so <laughs> you're talking about a team that's just lightened up offensively, but at the same time, they're giving up 122 points per under possessions. And this feels like a great get right spot for the Lakers offense but we know this Raptors team is going to score. So I like the Raptors team total over 115 and a half, and I like the full game over 235. It was 234 about 30 minutes ago, but, you know, we record this podcast right now at 1016 Eastern Standard Time. So what's your thoughts on that? Dude, I love it, especially because since January 1, they're 10th in pace. So they're 19th in pace over the course of the season, but they're 10th over the last couple of weeks. And when we look at their injury report, Jakob Pertl is supposed to miss today as well. So that's just, they're just going to be Swiss cheese on the interior. AD might have a massive game, honestly. AD, LeBron, just being able to get to the rack. Uh, I think this could be a very high-paced game. I love the look. Okay, cool. So do you have any other ones? Because I have one more that I want to get, but I want you to go first. <laughs> I got, I have like the most disgusting player prop on the market, I think. And it's, uh, it's Killian Hayes over eight and a half rebounds plus assists. And uh, look, oh. this is gross. It's gross. But look, Cade Cunningham's out. Um, I don't think Killian is that good, but he just gets run. Like that's just, it is what it is. You know, like when they, when Killian got hurt, he had, Two points, two boards, six assists against Denver. Denver's got a better defense than uh, than the Kings here. It should be a faster-paced game as well. Denver plays the second slowest pace. Kings play at the 11th fastest. And last season, without Cunningham, he averaged 3.1 boards, 6.8 assists per game. So I have this closer to 10. Um, so I think that at 8.5, you can get it around minus 125 in the market still right now. Um, I'm comfortable with that. I think you could also take a 9.5 as long as it's plus money there. Uh, so it's gross, it's disgusting, but uh, but I like the Killian Hayes over 8.5 rebounds plus assists. So that game was interesting to me. I was looking at the total. You're looking at a total of 240, and Cade is out. Like It's crazy. It's just that today's NBA, it just never ceases to amaze me. Like you're, you're, like, you're talking about a team in Detroit who was 28th in offensive rating, and <laughs> like the total was still 240. So... My model actually makes it 238, but it's just when I'm seeing that 240, something scares me about it. But I, I, I definitely agree with you on that Killian Hayes prop. I think that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so I have another total that I like. I'm going to go Minnesota Timberwolves 
Orlando Magic under 217. It's unfortunate this one moved as well. These all these totals move so much. Um, yeah. And you look at the, the Timberwolves, they lost three out of the last four games. A big part of that is their offense. They scored 114 points per one possessions during the stretch. That's only 17th amongst NBA teams. And this matchup between the Magic and the Wolves are between two defensive-minded teams. You got the 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 Wolves first in defensive rating, Magic fifth in their nine garbage time minutes for cleaning the glass. So I'm not expecting a ton of points. And the biggest thing is the Wolves are 21st in pace and 29th in offensive length of possession per dunks and threes. Magic are 13th in pace. Magic are also 26th in offensive length of possession. But you look at the last four games between the Wolves, pace of 95, 91, 101, and 95. So we're probably going to get a, a lower a lower pace game and the biggest thing is that you look at this Magic team, Franz Walker is out. I mean, Franz Wagner is out. For the, I mean, that's, that's their second that's their second leader score, 20 points a game. And my biggest thing is that the Magic have also struggled against top 10 defenses. 24th in offensive rate, 109 points per possessions. Over the last two weeks, just 95 points per possessions. And they're coming off this long road trip. I know they beat the Atlanta Hawks the other day. But this long West Coast road trip, at some point, it has to catch up with them with the injuries. And I, I just don't see a high-scoring game. This total has come down from 219 for a reason. I also want to play the Wolves because I just yeah. think this is a, a good get-right spot. I know this Wolves team has really been struggling, so I'm trying to catch a falling knife. But I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going to go under 217, and I'm going to go Wolves minus five. Yeah, I was looking at this game forever. Like I, like I keep staring at this Wolves minus five, and I'm like, because to me, I feel like they, like I know that they're on the road, but without Wagner, I think this is a very tough matchup for Orlando. And I know, like they, they, they struggled on that road trip. They came back, they beat the Nuggets, which was a crazy win. Um, but like Minnesota seems to have the personnel, I would think, to like really stop Paolo. Um, between, you know, with Rudy on the interior, you have McDaniels that can kind of defend a bunch of positions on the perimeter. Uh, this feels like a very tough matchup for them. So I do like Minnesota. I, I, like, I like your cap overall, but I do think that Minnesota is better, just period, especially without Wagner. Like, I know that both defenses have, have kind of been great so far this season, but to me, like, I think that Minnesota has better tools to stop what Orlando is going to be able to bring to the table today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you 
and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. The Magic have been playing, just they've been playing so tough. Like they, they won that game against the Nuggets that nobody really expected. And then they come back home and beat the Atlanta Hawks in a game where the market was all over the Hawks. So this is a young, feisty team. I love Jalen Suggs. He's just running around. He's, oh, he's defending menace. really, really well. I mean, Paolo was like growing up. I mean, this was a team earlier on in the year where I was saying to myself, if you look at the Magic's clutch, clutch ratings, they really struggled to close out games. And now it feels like they have a bona fide closer in Paolo. But at some point, they have to hit their wall. And I think this is this is the time for them to hit their wall. So let's let's switch gears a little bit. We got some NBA futures right now. What are you thinking right now? Is there any futures right now that you feel like, all right, I have to play? Or is there any teams that you're buying in? What teams are you selling? I know before this, you, you spoke about having the Phoenix Suns to make the play in before the season. Is there anything that you like now? Dude, I mean, look, that, that part of the West is really interesting between like the Suns, the Warriors, and the Lakers. And I think that I feel like the market's giving all of those teams a little bit too much credit based on like their priors. Obviously, like the Lakers, you have LeBron AD. The Warriors don't look good. Like they look dysfunctional right now. I know they've been missing Draymond Green for massive, uh, basically a massive chunk of the season. But at the same time, the team just doesn't look as good. Um, and Phoenix is just always hurt. So I think that like if you consider the fact that all those teams should probably be downgraded, maybe like a little bit, just maybe because of their path to the finals, their path even to the playoffs, um, the fact that they could be playing each other to get into the playoffs, knocking each other out. I think that does create a little bit of value, especially in like in the market, right? So like I I mean, I really like Minnesota. I have a ticket on them 80 to one to win the title from before the season. I think that a little bit of it's like prove it. Um, but Anthony Edwards is great. Uh, I think that he can, you know, he can clearly step up. So I'm interested in that. But I also think that when we look at Oklahoma City as well, right? Like they've been transcendent this year and Shea has been dominant. I, I think that Shea, there's probably a little bit of meat on the bone still for MVP. Um, I think you can get him around three to one or so, three and a half to one. Um, I think that with the way we kind of look at it, I, I think Jokic is the best player in the league. Uh, Embiid has been playing like the best player in the league so far this year too. So, But I think I wonder if there's a little bit of fatigue between the two of them, where if you look at what Shea is doing in Oklahoma City, if there is any slippage from, you know, from Denver or from Philly and Oklahoma City is still there, is like he able to really step up? So I'm fascinated by the MVP race. And then the other race that I think is really interesting is the rookie of the year one, right? So the odds keep flipping back and forth between Chet, Wemby, Chet, Wemby, Chet, Wemby. And then like you'll hear like a Miami Heat fan saying like, Jaime Hawkins. It's like, well, no, dude. <laughs> like it's a different conversation. But I, I, he is I plus really... 6,000 to one on FanDuel <laughs> Sportsbook right now. And Chet yeah. is minus 210. And Victor is plus 130. So that just tells you that no one else has a shot. I mean, I love Derek Lively, the way he's playing, but he's 21,000 to one. So it's a two-horse race. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't know if you you think about it this way or not either, but I know like traditionally with Rookie of the Year, it's not been as much of a look at the advanced metrics because you're normally on a bad team. So Chet just happens to be on a great Oklahoma City team. He's got that red shirt year of like learning everything else. Victor's numbers are flat out better in all of the counting stats. He's scoring more points, more boards, more blocks. Like he's been better. I'm wondering if at the end of the season, when we kind of look at it and you actually, and you look at the stats and the voters are comparing, it's like, 
how do you not give it to the guy who you were saying was the generational talent, like the best pick since LeBron, basically? Like, how do you not give it to him when he's doing this on like an atrocious Spurs team with his minutes being limited right now, too? So that's, I, I still think it's Wemby's to lose. I think the number is a little bit inflated on Chet. And it's like, what? Victor's going to come off this minutes limit, drop like a 40 point game with 10 blocks, and everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, it was him. Never mind. So I, I think the market just kind of keeps swinging back and forth. Yeah, that's a tough one, just because you just don't really know what certain voters are weighing. Uh, we had an MVP voter on this on this podcast. He, he said basically the same thing you said about Wimba. Like, he basically said, you know, he's playing on a horrible team, so he's going to give him a little bit more credit. But I do think when you look at the advanced metrics, it does lean towards Chet, but he's playing yeah. with SGA. So... It's just a matter of what these teams, what these voters value. And that's that's always the tough thing. Now, when it comes to MVP, Embiid is the the favorite right now at, at yeah. plus 230. But he's missing so much time lately. And I think, look, when we had Michael Pino on, he said he wouldn't wait against Joel Embiid what happened in the postseason last year. I think there's going to be voters who, going, who are going to weigh mm-hmm. against him. And I, yeah. I just, I could not back Embiid. I think at this point, it's probably Jokic or SGA. And, I mean, you saw Jokic hit that game winner over the Warriors last, last that week. Was that awesome. was just... It's those defining moments that I think people just won't forget when it comes to voting. So, is there any... Like, let's just look at the, the, the NBA Finals. I mean, you, sure. you spoke about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You spoke about the Wolves. I like the Wolves, but I'm concerned about their offense. Is there yeah. any concern about their ability to score in the postseason? Because I think that's the thing that's really holding me back from this team. A hundred percent. And that's that's like, you know, part of it, I think that's why the numbers kind of cooked in where it is. And they're still such, you know, they're kind of distant. I do think that when we look at the NBA Finals, though, it's fascinating because there's so many teams with wrinkles, right? Um, I'm really fascinated by the Clippers because like we I feel like we've been talking about the Clippers forever right um their offense can obviously score with anybody and then if Kawhi's healthy he can be clearly like the best player in a playoff series um they're a team that's offense is there I I mean I at the end of the day it's still probably you know you got to beat Denver everybody's got to beat Denver I, I think it's just Denver is the best team they're the most complete team and they've kind of been able to show that you know even some of the rookies have kind of stepped up and played well so Denver, you know, Jokic said it himself. He was like, we're chasing ourselves um, still from last year. And I think that everybody else in the NBA kind of knows it. And I think the only reason that Denver's not really the one seed right now is because they've been managing it. They've been trying to, you know, come into the season. They know that they had a long or a shorter offseason, rather. Denver's probably still the team to beat. I don't know if they're necessarily, if it's a great time to bet on them. I think maybe you can get a better number closer to the playoffs, or at least, you know, you have a little bit more certainty in terms of what their injuries are. I don't think maybe you pay an extra 25, 50 cents to get, uh, to get it closer and you don't have your money out of your pocket as long. But I think Denver is probably still the team to beat. And we'll have a better idea too when we see the way the playoff picture kind of shapes up and who they may or may not be playing. I'm not mad at that at all. I, I'm not mad at that at all. I mean, like, I actually gave out. It's so funny. When I uh, when I did the 100, I gave out the Denver Nuggets to win the, the championship going into this year. I think I forget what the price was. Pretty good price, though. And yeah, I just think, I, yeah, I think they're, they're going to be there. So I think when you when you look at when you look at the end of the year, we know that this team is just coasting. They're just playing for the postseason. And like Aaron Gordon was out for a little bit. 
obviously, you're just missing guys throughout the year, and the bench is not the same. But when the postseason starts, we know that they have one of the best starting lineups in the league. They have the best player in the league. So I expect them to be there. Let the people know where they can find your work. Is there anything that you want to push? Um, obviously, you gave us some great player props today. So, and you gave us the New York Knicks as well. So <laughs> let the people know before you, um, before you get, out, get up out of here. All right, so you can find me on on X or Twitter at Joe Delera. So that's D E L L E R A, and you can check out my podcast. It's the Cash That Podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find podcasts. So talk about NBA episode drops every Wednesday. No doubt, no doubt. Are you um? Do you have anything on these football games this week? Uh, what did I get? Um, I I'm a little bit. I'm looking at Miami. I want to bet Miami. I don't trust the Chiefs, and then I bet the Bills immediately. Like I'm like anything under ten, give it to me. <laughs> so I I just think that they're gonna kill the kill the Steelers. I see that line with the Chiefs, and it's just like three and a half. Just feels really high. You know the public's yeah. gonna be all over the Chiefs. I'm gonna save my opinion for East Coast bias, <laughs> but I wanted to like. I, I'm glad I got your take on that, but. This has been the Rostradamus Show. Make sure you check out Joe Dallara. Make sure you check out his podcast. He does a lot of great work. I mean, you guys heard the props today. I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's probably like a 99% chance he's going to win today. <laughs> because, I mean, every time I go into the Action app, he's destroying it on props. So you make sure you, you, you check out his work. It's the Rostradamus Show. Make sure you check us out. East Coast Bias. That'll be on Thursday, FanDuel TV. Make sure you check out Warren Sharp, Joe House on Friday. And you make sure you check us out, Ringer Wise Guys. We're going to be in L.A. this week. Myself, Cousin Style, JJ, House, Bill Simmons. It's going down. We're doing it live, in person. So I'm excited about that. Y'all know how it's going down. Roger Diamond Show, we are out. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42 in Arizona. 1-888-789-789. 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York.